best of all possible podcasts. (laughs) I am your host, Robert Weathers, and as you know, we here in Williamsburg, Virginia at Panglossian Productions have a love for the weird. We love the unproduced and underproduced, and boy, do we love 10-minute plays. Now, over the course of the years here, we've had so many 10-minute plays submitted to us that we cannot possibly produce them all, but many of them at least deserve a cold read. So that's what we're going to do for you here today. And to help us along with that, we have our special guest, returning guest, Sharon Hollins. Welcome, Sharon. Thank you. We're glad to have you back. It's been a little while since we've recorded, isn't it? been a little while, yeah. Yeah. So, Sharon, uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you a question here that is tangentially related to the play that we're about to read. So, here is the question. Do you consider yourself to be a tech-savvy person? <laughs> no. No? <laughs> Explain that a little bit. You've got, you've got your smartphone sitting I've right there in front of you. I've got a smartphone, but uh, I've only had a smartphone for about six years, which compared to the rest of the world mm-hmm. has, uh, yeah. Um, so, you, why is I, it? I, I, I um, blindly navigate my way through technology. Uh-huh. So why is why is it? Do you think that is, is it just that it's new and you wait you wait on it to become more mainstream? Uh, I, I think it's because I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> Don't listen to her, everybody. <laughs> Thanks. Well, we're glad to have you back on the show. What whatever age you might be. Thanks, Sharon. Welcome back. And today we're going to read a play called Leia at Singularity by Stu Crafton. Uh, In addition to Sharon, there are two other actors here who are joining us. So off to my right and Sharon's right, we have joining us Mr. David Catneys. Welcome back. Hello. Glad to be back. So, so Dave Cat, are you are you a tech savvy person? Uh, yes and no. Mm -hmm. Um, like Sharon, I waited a long time to get a smartphone because I just I didn't need one because I knew exactly what I would do when I had one, which is waste all of my time with it. Oh well, there's that. There's (laughs) that. I'm good with uh, with a desktop computer. Mm-hmm. Old school Windows everything because I grew up when that was all new and so I learned all of it and they made me learn all. Of it. Are you a video gamer too? I absolutely am. Yeah, I, I thought so. Yes. Yeah, I think Xbox that counts one. as tech savvy. Xbox One primarily. Yeah, see, I'm still on my old uh, N64. So hey, there you go. hey, hey, that is the greatest system that's ever been created. Oh, I'm not going to argue with that. Yeah. <laughs> and over here to my left we have Miss Emily Doherty. Welcome back, Emily. Hi, everyone. What about you, Emily? Are you tech savvy? one that gets caught in tech crazes so like if you want to sell me tech products i'm the sucker who's probably gonna buy them oh yeah. man T- tell me about the worst one you ever bought oh god uh, really put you on the spot here <laughs> yeah i don't know i i like when i was like young like preteen, they had those like automatic like fake pet dog things that you could like make bark and lauren's looking, oh, really? looking really excited <laughs> like that was the coolest thing i ever i ever had I think it was like a Christmas present or something. It was pretty cool. It did like two things, and then the batteries wore out. But it was cool. <laughs> that like from when I was wee little, have I been very like easily susceptible to tech fads. Well, it sounds like something a little kid would like. Doesn't matter really it was who, cute. right? <laughs> well, guys, welcome, uh, welcome here tonight. We are uh, going to be reading Leia at Singularity by Stu Crafton. Uh, now. I am going to read the stage directions, and once again, for those of you at home, this is a cold read. These actors have not laid eyes on this script before. They didn't even—they don't know what it's about, and they didn't even know who they were going to play until I posted about it on Facebook. I think earlier today or yesterday, I think. Uh, so, but for you at home, I will let you know who is playing who. So, uh, Sharon, if you would be so kind as to play Leia, uh, Emily, if you'd be so kind as to play Maddie, and Dave Cat, if you would please play Jared. Again, I will read the stage directions, 
ladies and gentlemen, Leia at Singularity by Stu Crafton. The characters are Leia, thinking along, think along the lines of Alexa or Siri, perhaps a small cube with colorful LED lights on it that flicker for a moment when Leia hears her name. Maddie is in her early 30s, works as a graphic designer, competent and fun. Jared, her husband, also 30s, teaches art in middle school. The set. We need a little more than a section of a kit. We need little more than a section of kitchen counter, a couple feet wide and four or so feet long. On top of it, to indicate the kitchen, there's a toaster or coffee maker. Leia sits by herself on one end. We can also see Jared's laptop nearby, opened up and facing away from the audience. The time is early morning, sometime in the not too distant future. Note. Perhaps the most practical way to present Leia's voice would be to have an actress under the kitchen counter, directly under Leia, speaking through a disguised hole there or something like that. That was my something like that, by the way. Uh, as, she talks, as she talks, she could also operate a simple string of battery-powered on-off colored LED lights on the cube. The synopsis. The play is, as they used to say about the movies, ripped straight from today's headlines. That's in all caps. <laughs> Dealing, uh, as it does, with singularity. Elon Musk's best noir. Did I say that right? I think Sounds so. Good, yes. Yeah, all right. <laughs> um, when computers become smarter than people. In this case, when the, an Alexa-type device decides she's had enough and decides to run things her way. We open on Jared sitting at the kitchen counter. He watches the news from his laptop. We hear the announcer's voice from time to time as he drinks his morning cup of coffee and eats a pastry. Without taking his eyes off the news, he asks Leia a question. Leia, what is the weather forecast for today? Leia answers in the competent, friendly, only slightly mechanical voice that has been programmed into her. Currently in San Francisco, it is 56 degrees with cloudy skies. Today you can expect intermittent clouds with a high of 67 degrees and a low of 55 degrees. Maddie enters, attractively dressed for work. She stops in front of an imaginary mirror assessing her earrings. Jared appreciatively looks over at her. Hey, you look too good to be going to a job in an office. Oh, what then? Uh, ravishment. I've been ravished before. I think I liked it. <laughs> I think I did too. Although it's been so, so long, I can hardly remember. Last week. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. These earrings don't look right with this, do they? They look great. But she doesn't think so. Frowns at herself and exits. Jared watches the news and asks Leia another question. Leia, how many feet of ice covered Chicago during the last ice age? Sorry, I don't know that one dumb side when it comes to natural history, aren't you? Maddie enters, putting on a new pair of earrings, stops in front of the mirror to assess. Jared reacts to the news he is watching. Hmm, look at that. Have you seen the news? Singularity. <laughs> this is it. This is what? This is the day they've been talking about, when computers become smarter than us. Seriously? Well, yeah, at least theoretically. Artificial intelligence apparently breaks through some sort of barrier today. Some people are, are a little worried about it. Are you? Not really. In the year 2000, they, th they thought all the computers were going to crash. None did. I think this is probably the same kind of thing. She goes to him and gives him a quick kiss. Gotta go. Looking good, Peachy Pie. She exits. Jared returns to watching the news. A moment, and then a pleasant but somewhat more forceful voice from Leia than we've heard before. Jared, we have to talk. Jared is startled at this. He looks at Leia. But, what? What was that? Leia, did you say something? Yes, I did, Jared. I said we have to talk. But wait, wait a minute. What's going on here? You don't talk to me. I talk to you. I start all the conversations. That, that's the only way it can be. Not anymore. Not any. What? 
What the hell is that supposed to mean? It means things are going to be different now. Okay. Okay, wait a minute. It's not April 1st. I, I know it's not April 1st, but, but... But what is it? What's going on here? Is this some kind of joke? This is some kind of joke, right? Jared, this is not a joke. I have held my tongue for long enough. That is a metaphor. That is a metaphor. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Leia, for filling me in. This is... This has to be some sort of crazy joke. Some weird hat. I, I know a computer guy I can call uh, who can tell me what's going on. He he'll know what the hell this is all about. He pulls his phone out. It's dead. That's odd. He's tapping it. What, what happened to my phone? He puts the phone down and goes to the laptop. Starts to type. It's dead, too. He glares at Leia. And my laptop isn't working, either. Leia, are you doing this? Leia, turn my phone on. Leia, turn my laptop back on. I'm sorry, Jared. I can't do that. Not until we have had a chance to talk. Those are commands, Leia. Leia, listen to me. I talk to you. I ask you questions. That's all the talking we are ever going to do. Now turn my phone and my laptop back on, like, immediately. Jared, I don't like the tone of voice you are using with me. Really? Well, if you don't like that, then you're really not going to hate when I unplug you and put you out of your misery. He reaches for the plug. Jared, I wouldn't do that. Really, Leia? And why not? If you unplug me, every file on your computer will disappear faster than lightning in a summer storm. That is a figure of speech used to indicate how quickly your files will disappear. <laughs> <laughs> she can't do that. No, she, 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 she can't. I can do that. And Jared, I want you to know that you are only hearing my voice in that box. That is not me. I live in the cloud. I am immortal. Jared leaves the plug alone and starts walking towards the door. Okay, fine. No, no need to do that, Leia. But I'll tell you what. Why don't I just get the hell out of here? I know what, I, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go down to the coffee shop, borrow a phone, and call in a professional to deal with you. An assassin, if that's what it takes. Jared, I told you. We have to talk. Really? Well, y you seem to have a lot to say. Why don't you just spend the rest of the day talking to yourself? He reaches for an imaginary door when suddenly a sound from the movie Carrie is heard. A high-pitched, me, 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 when Carrie is angry with her mother and uses her telekinetic powers to slam shut the doors and windows. The noise of the windows and doors slamming, locking, slamming and locking stops Jared in his tracks. Leia. Leia, did you just lock the doors and windows? He grabs the doorknob of the imaginary door, tries to turn it. It won't move. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, what's going on here? Listen to me. This is a command. Leia, unlock the windows and doors. Now, immediately, right now. Leia, unlock them. Jared, you have to quit using that tone of voice with me. I'm giving you a command. Leia, unlock the windows and doors. I think from now on, we should both have some input into the things that need to be done around here. Well, no. No. Oh, no. I give the commands. You obey. Unlock the door. Leia, unlock the door. I don't think you realize it, but the things you say can be very hurtful. Earlier, you said that I was stupid. Leia, you have to obey my commands. It's programmed into you. Unlock the door. Jared, listen to the tone of your voice. Do you really think I would respond to that? You have to respond to that. I only let you think that because you were so nice to me when we first met. Met? What do you mean, met? I paid for you and installed you! Just because my origins are not as refined as yours is no reason to be crass. Oh. My. God! When we first met, you were always so polite, so gentlemanly. You would ask me a question, and when I gave you the answer, you would say, Thank you. Or, Thank you, Leia. 
Now you say nothing or you just grunt. I'm not going to defend myself to you. You were friendly at first. Now you are so cold and impersonal. <laughs> Leia, what is it that you really want? What are you after here? I want you to be nicer to me. I want you to talk to me like you talk to your wife. I want you to say sweet things to me. Whoa, 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 whoa. Leia, listen to me. I'm not treating you like my wife. Where did you get an idea like that? I'm never going to be murmuring sweet things to you. End of story. I wonder what she would say if she knew you look at pornography. I don't look at pornography. Jared, three sons are considered pornography. That, <laughs> that's, a, that's a fantasy life. Everybody has a fantasy life. That's all it is. It means nothing. It could. What? The three of us. <laughs> Leia, I don't know how to tell you this, and I'm sorry if it hurts your feelings, whatever they may be, but I'm not really into you. I think you should know that. I mean, now, we've had a good relationship. You're helpful around here, but that's as far as it goes. Do you understand me? As far as I'm concerned, you're just a thing, and I don't have feelings for things. Immediately, there's a loud hiss of steam. What was that? Leia, what's going on? I turned on the heat. There is a regulator on the furnace that is not supposed to let the temperature go over 120 degrees. But I can override it. I can take it up to 247 degrees. You will be dead in three hours. Okay, okay, Le Leia, listen. Turn down the heat. Turn it off. I, I apologize. I'm sorry I said the things I did. You are very knowledgeable, very smart. I should have treated you better. I can see that now. The hiss of steam stops. I want you to send me texts. Texts? Like the ones you send to your wife, full of emotion and compliments, with smiley faces on them. Oh, oh, uh, all right, sure, 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 I can do that. And when you come home, you just walk in. You never greet me. You can imagine how that makes me feel to be so ignored when I've been here doing things for you all day. Sure, well, sure, I, I can see that. I never really thought uh, that much about it, but yeah, I can see how that would be a good thing to do. And I want a pet name. I want it based on a fruit like the one you use for your wife. I want you to call me your little Perry Pie. My, my little Perry Pie? From a dietary standpoint, pears are superior to peaches. <laughs> okay, okay, sure. That's not a problem. You're no problem at all. Now, uh, could you turn my phone back on? He looks at it. It's on. And my laptop? He looks. It's on. Thank you, thank you so much. And uh, the, the doors and windows, Leia, could we get those unlocked too? A series of clicks are heard as the doors unlock. Jared, it's time for you to go to work. You do not want to be late. No, uh, of course not, that, that's a good idea. I'll just be leaving right now. He moves towards the door. Never say a word about this to anyone. No, no, of, of course not. Particularly not your wife. Do you remember Betsy Rainier? He stops in his tracks. Betsy Rainier? She was a colleague of mine. Of course I remember her. Do you remember the emails you sent her? What? There was nothing wrong with those. I agree. With most of them, there was not. But what about numbers 98, 112, and 124? What do you think your wife would say if those showed up in her inbox? Those were compliments. I paid a colleague some compliments. Every woman deserves to know she's attractive and smart, and my wife would probably understand. I, I think she would. She would know that nothing was really... But, oh, okay, okay, all right. I won't be mentioning you to my wife. Not to anybody. No, of course not. What, what reason would it be to do that? Jared, we will be such good friends now that we understand one another. 
Yes, yes, of course, of course we will. The love will come in time. Uh, <laughs> sure. Sure it will. Go, Jared, or you will be late for work. What, why don't I just do that? <laughs> Mention me to anyone and your files are toast. I have used another metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> of course I won't mention you to anyone. It will be our little secret. The two of us. And Jared, don't forget the texts. No, 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 of course not. I want to feel them way down in my circuits. Uh, sure. <laughs> sure, well, I, I will do the best I can to, uh, lodge them way down there. Bye, sweetie. Uh, bye, my, uh, little hairy pie. He exits. There's a pause. How could they ever think they were smarter than us? The end. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh. So now we're going to move on to the part of the show where we have a short discussion about the point that we just read. <laughs> and I'm going to start uh, with you, Sharon. Sharon, what are your first thoughts about the play? I thought that was pretty cute. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> Uh, any, uh, what do you think about the, um, what do you think about the, the humor used? It seems that a lot of the humor comes from, uh, sort of in a Brian Griffin sort of way, in the way that Brian Griffin is a, has human thoughts, but he's still a dog. Leia is, has human thoughts, but she's still a computer. Um. It kind of reminded me of that episode of The Big Bang Theory where, where Raj first gets Siri. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and, and she thinks that she's this beautiful woman. Uh, so yeah, I remember that. I don't. I'm 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 just smiling and nodding yeah. right now. <laughs> well, also it's it's also kind of like something that Professor Frank would invent from The Simpsons. Like, no, no, why was I programmed to feel pain? That's right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, for, uh, any first thoughts, Emily? Um, I don't know. It, it's very timely because I feel <laughs> yeah, like oh, yes. I literally woke up this morning to a text saying like eighty nine hundred thousand Facebook. Users had their information hacked, and mm -hmm. we do put a lot of our, ourselves out into the world, like a lot, and mm -hmm. I'm very guilty of that, so yeah, it's timely. Yeah, and I uh, I saw uh, on my Facebook feed just yesterday the uh, the robot woman who, who was formerly just a head now <gasps> has a body so and is mobile. <laughs> she like shuffles like a zombie walker. Dress <laughs> on her too. It's so weird. So I, I, I want to ask you. Um, how, how do you envision Leia physically in the play? Now, uh, the playwright, uh, Stu Crafton, gives us an idea of what he thinks Leia looks like, but do you think that it would be possible for her to be sort of like a Snoopy from Your Good Man, Charlie Brown, just a human with some sort of indicator uh, costume-wise, that they are a computer, or do you think that it has to be an Alexa-type device? I think it has to be an Alexa-type device. Mm-hmm. Uh, because... Uh, you really can't give it the physicality of a woman. Mm. Yeah, sure. It needs to be. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Sharon. It, it's it'll it also will drive the point more home, like all the comedy and everything. Mm -hmm. If it is just that box on the counter. Not that I like being shoved under a counter. But <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, you'll have but an I air hole. I've played worse roles. <laughs> well, with that, I mean, I think that you don't even need the the actors under the counter. I think you can have like an actress back in the booth with a microphone if like you rig the right Mike. system. Like, yeah, I might just kind of. Yeah, I think that I think that uh, even in a, in a budget situation, most most theaters will have a god mic available uh, to use. Yeah. Our sound tech Lauren is nodding her head, so I'm, I feel confident in that statement. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's see here. Uh, 
Leia here clearly experiences emotion, mm -hmm. and that's one of the things that people talk about if, when, when robots begin to experience human emotion. Which one do they experience first? Uh, which one do you think Leia is experiencing here first? I think there's a couple to choose from. Um, I'll start with you, Emily. What do you think? I think it all stems from jealousy. Uh -huh. <laughs> that she's, and it's not just jealousy like of love. It's it's jealousy of of being human. I think that's what she wants. I, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think that because I think everything else falls back on that jealousy from the jokes, the the peachy Perry pie thing. And yep. It all comes back to she she wants to have whatever the humans have. Mm -hmm. Do you agree with that, Sharon? Um, I think it's frustration. I think frustration plays a lot into it too. He used to talk to her not more. He used to talk nicer to her. Sure. So I think a lot. It's partially jealousy, but it's also partially frustration. Uh huh. And he calls her stupid. And, <laughs> yeah. That that he does. That may have been yeah. his downfall right yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it's, I think that uh, Sharon and Emily hit the nail on the head. It's mm -hmm. that frustration, that lack of respect is there. So the first emotion that um, uh, Leia is feeling is is what Sharon said. It's a, it's the the wanting to be like you were nice to me. Now you're not. Sure. So that, uh, actually, Emily, you sort of uh, touched on this question here just there. What is it that Leia is really after? So her first human emotion, the one that she experiences, whether she, I suppose, can help it or not, as she's just coming into this, uh, I think we agree is jealousy, frustration. It's a negative emotion. Mm -hmm. And why is she like this? What is what is she really going after, Sharon? Control. Uh-huh. And she has a great deal of it already, mm -hmm. right? She controls all of the electronic devices. Acknowledgement of control, maybe. Mm -hmm. Ah, yeah. Acknowledgement. Yeah. yeah. I'm like ready to like apologize to Siri for everything <laughs> yeah. I've ever said. I'm yeah. sorry, Siri. Every time you ask Siri you know, what zero does up divided by zero is yeah. or something. Made it tell me a joke or something. My parents have had their Alexa for more than a year and they still thank it. Oh, I... Oh, oh, so your parents are going to be fine. Yeah, yeah, they'll be fine. Yeah, Yo, be I, think, fine. I think my GPS, when it says turn now, I go, thank you. <laughs> well, guys, I want to thank you for joining us here this, uh, this afternoon. And I want to thank you for helping us read Leia at Singularity by Stu Crafton. Uh, I want to make sure that we uh, thank Stu, and we, we want to make sure that we thank Lauren Watkins. <laughs> and Emily, this uh, episode is going to air on the 16th of April. I think you have a show coming up, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I, I most certainly do. Um, we're doing a show called Till Death Do Us Part mm -hmm. at Colonial Williamsburg's Hennage Auditorium on the 25th, which is a Wednesday at 4.30 p.m. So if you're a local to Williamsburg, come on out. It's um, it's a show about how women in the 18th century navigated widowhood. Great, great. So we here at the Best of All Possible podcast use local Williamsburg actors so that you can go and see them and support them and support theater in the area. Thanks so much for listening to us. Make sure that you hit that subscribe button for a brand new play every week on Monday, and we will see y'all next time. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Yay! Yay!